So today's topic is the topic of festival. Christmas is the day of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. This moment of acceptance translates into love, joy, freedom. I think it kind of gives everyone a chance to finally have some normality in their life. Last month, on October 30th, my club, NMIMS Mumbai Toastmasters Club, commonly known as NMTC, conducted its second membership drive for the year 2021. Good evening, everyone. I'm Sobin, and today I'm going to be a table topic master. In fact, I, I love the fact that we are on in a different time zones, using being in the afternoon time and other people are somewhere 6.30 and I'm in the middle of the night. It's 12.24 right now. So I think the, I can see the lot of diversity and today's topic is related to that only. So today's topic is the topic of festival. If you see, this is the season of festival. And if I tell you the, what is the meaning of the festival, the festival means a day or a period of celebration. Primarily, if you see this word, it was used with the related to the religion, but nevertheless, it's not reserved for religious purpose. Festival can also mean an organized series or the series of concerts, plays, or any event which is held annually. So before I ask everyone what the festivals means to them, I would like to tell about me. Personally, for me, the festivals are the reason to meet my loved ones, specifically the relatives or the friends whom I did not meet for a long. Festivals for me is like bringing the smiles and happiness. So on that note, I would like to, first I would like to go ahead and tell the rules. Uh, after I finish asking the question, I will wait for five seconds. If someone wants to volunteer and want to take up answer that, to voluntarily answer that question, they can answer. Otherwise I have to pick someone to answer. And for the timekeeper, let me tell you, we, each person will have one to two minutes. Within that, they have to finish one minute, meaning the minimum time. When the timer will show the green, meaning you have reached the minimum time and now you can finish any time. And if you are going ahead and taking 1.30 minutes, then he will show yellow. And for the two minutes, meaning he will show the red, meaning you have to end your speech. So before I ask my first question, is there anyone who wants to come up and dare to take the, without knowing the question, wants to volunteer? Is there anyone? Yes, I would like to take a table topic. Wow, that's nice, Chuta. Okay, the first question is, what is the role of festival in your life? Everybody surely rejoices over something. There are a plethora, an abundance, a cornucopia of festivals, celebrations, parties that we can all experience and relish. Yet one festival in particular is very special to me. And that is, as many of you can relate, Christmas. Christmas is the day 
of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And anybody who is Christian will believe in this important festival and will understand that it's not just about the giving and receiving of presents. It's more than that. When I was young, I was an altar server, meaning that I was, would always go to church and I would be the one who would go up to the altar and be placing the materials on the altar and be helping the father give the mass to the congregation. And every Christmas, it would be such a joyous ceremony. Everybody would be packed in the church, in the small chapel, and we would be singing choirs, singing songs of joy and praise. And it would be such a wonderful, ma magical moment, as if snow was dancing around in the air. And when we come home, we would go to our families and rejoice some more for the Lord has come to save us in the end from the devastation, which is our own sins. This is why Christmas as a festival is extremely important and extremely dear to me. Wow, I think you can have really enjoyed Christmas and from the uh, from his heart. Okay, all right. But the, the, let me go ahead and ask second question. Is there anyone who wants to volunteer first? Uh, no one? Okay, let me ask the question and let me see who wants to volunteer. Okay, the second question is, what is your favorite festival and what is the exciting part of the fest of that festival? Is there anyone? I would like to volunteer. Okay. Go ahead, Diana. There is this beautiful festival called Burning Man in, in the Baba in the USA. A lot of people consider it not a festival, but a place where actually people come together without any restrictions and forgetting completely about the role they play, they play in society to really be themselves. All people who are present in that place, they might encounter this person that they didn't know before. Um, they might encounter themselves in situations where they are not being judgmental, but they are actually letting themselves be and the others be as well. For that, there is this special moment where people come into agreement with what life is and the difference of personalities. And this moment of acceptance translates into love, joy, freedom, uh, willingness to just have a conversation without judging or without wanting to get something back from that. It's all about being and coexisting in love. That is my favorite festival to me. 
Wow, it's something different I heard. And I think this is the best option to have and each one should have such festivals because they can get a lot of friends whom you might not have known. You can know those people. Thank you so much for sharing your favorite festival. Okay, so the next question is, I'm not going to ask because I think nobody is ready to volunteer. So the next question is, if you can become a festival entertainer, where would you like to perform your role and why? Who wants to take up this question? Anyone? Uh, Eugene? Sure. Wait, wait. Oh, I was trying to get the exact question. I just couldn't hear you right. Okay, uh, it's, right. If, it's like if you got a chance to become a festival entertainer, where would you like to perform your role and why? As I said, festivals is not only religious part, it can be anything. You can be a festival entertainer or you can be a Santa Claus at a mall, something like that. I'd say that for me, it's easily being a Santa Claus for me because that was something that i grew up with that was something that in my life that was just a marvelous moment for me i always remember from the time i was four to maybe the time i was 11 that you know i'd go up to santa you know i just sit sit on, sit on this guy sit on the guy's lap and i go out like x y and z i never get it from santa but you know it was cool though i kind of knew that that was not the real santa claus but it was kind of just a neat little festival and plus, it, it, the guy did look jolly, and I thought, why not? This is a, this looks this is a little bit fun to do. For me, I'm a fairly large individual, although I've been losing a lot of weight recently. But you know, I still have plenty of plenty of size uh, that comes with my presence, which means that I could certainly carry on the role of being a jolly big fellow like Santa. Although the hair might be a little bit hard to explain, I might need to. I'm definitely going to need a hat and a big old white beard. But luckily, I think I'll be able to carry out the role of being this jovial person who goes, well, what do you want for Christmas, little boy? And suddenly just listening to all the little boys and little girls talk about all the little things they want for Christmas and just having the opportunity just to hear them and go, well, I'm pretty, I'll be able to make sure you get that. Make sure you're a good child. Otherwise, you'll get stocking in your sock. I think I just have such a big kick um, out of doing the voice and then just um, having the kids get all excited. They go, I met Santa. And you just go and say, oh, you poor little child. Little do you know, it's just a, a, it's just a PhD student in, San, in Santa Claus clothing. Back to you, Sobin. I think everyone, all the children's kids would love a PhD student in the Santa Claus costume. Okay, so the next question I want to move on is how have the festivals in your culture changed since you were a child? Anyone would like to take this question? Any volunteers? Anyone? Uh, I can see Vishal here. Do you like to take this question? No, sorry. Just hit me up with that question once again. 
if you can. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, how have the festivals in your culture changed since you were a child? Okay. So if if I take a look at the festivals uh, that are celebrated in India, there are a lot many festivals, and with these plethora of festivals celebrated around the globe, and the the uh, religion that are there in India, everyone gets plenty of time to eat sweets. Because I love sweets, I'll be revolving around uh, sweets on a on a broader scale. So, talking about the festivals, uh, so when I was a child, the there was a point of time in my life when I was uh, asked to stay away from crackers because there's this particular festival called Diwali wherein we celebrate this particular festival with uh, burning crackers. So at that point of time, when I was a child, I was asked to stay out of the a particular vicinity because there was a lot of crackers playing in and around uh, the area. But taking a look at that point of time in, in this scenario, in the current scenario, we are bursting crackers, possibly the green ones, considering the environment that we live in. So that's uh, the uh, festival that have evolved and the environment that have evolved considering time. But talking about uh, the, in, the festival as a whole, if we take a look at the festivals that are celebrated across religions, so I preferably am a Hindu. So my family were not celebrating Christmas at one point of time uh, during a certain uh, age group. So, but now since we all live in a community wherein we respect all religions, so my family has also started celebrating Christmas. We do go to church on a Christmas uh, day and we do celebrate this particular festival with our friends from Christian relation. So with time, people have evolved with time, religions have evolved with time, the communities have evolved and people have come in more closer to celebrate festivals and this brings us more joy and of course, sweets in the, in the longer run. Of course, the sweets are the main part of the festivals, which actually hits your dopamine, I can say. And uh, yeah, the, I think India is, some, is a place where you know you get to enjoy all kinds of festivals, being so many religious and the diversity. Okay, so I would like to move to next question. So my next question is, do you think the celebrating festival is a good idea in this situation when we still don't have a permanent cure for COVID? Would like to take this question. Okay, I will do that. Yeah. So during this, these the since the time of the pandemic starting last year, if the world has been. Uh, filled in a, uh, moments of sadness, uh, people don't know what to do, people are not sure how to spend their time. So festivals, in, uh, 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 festivals offer a change into in their daily routines. It offers them something, something to be joyful about, something to look forward to, and something to participate in with others, either in person, or in most cases, uh, virtually these days, just like we are doing today, we are so people enjoy this uh, th those times together uh, as much as they can, and uh, and at this uh, during these meetings we can also think about uh, or be grateful to the 
well, I, I'm not a believer of God in God, but we can be believer. We we can be thankful to someone powerful, or mighty up there, uh, or uh, to our surroundings, to our uh, uh, the things that we are doing on a day to day basis, and we can look look for, or we can think about how to overcome this situation and how to make the best use of the time that we are currently in. Thank you, Anoush, for sharing your views. And of course, we have to be grateful for the Almighty. Oh, my last question is, do you think celebrating festival is important for the society? Who would like to take? Uh, I think Rakesh. Yeah, I can do. I'm doing the table topic evaluations. So if someone, oh, else, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So if someone else wants to do it, I'm more than happy to, to let someone else do it. If not, I'll, I'll go. Oh, yeah, I guess um, only the, I think Abbas and Harry is doing the timekeeping. Would you like to take Harry? What was the question again? Do you think celebrating festival is important for the society? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I don't know how much I'll say, but I'll give it a go. Um, I think celebrating festivals is important for society because, you know, when people, especially in times like this, when people have been away for so long, people haven't been able to see friends and family for so long. And now we're kind of coming out of it. I think it kind of gives everyone a chance to finally have some normality in their life and kind of have these big meetings where everyone can see everyone and everyone can meet new people and go out for food and enjoy some big events. Um, so I think, yeah, I think especially in, a, in a, after the COVID era, I think celebrating festivals is, is an important factor. Yeah, definitely. So festivals actually bring happiness and it, this gives a reason to meet to the people and definitely the people whom you have not met your friends family whom you have not met for the long and you have been planning to meet thank you so much for all your responses and uh, answering the questions and giving sharing your views about the festival i would just like to say that happy festival season. I think November, December is a kind of a festival time. So happy festival seasons to you all. Over to you, Eugene. Thank you, Eugene. I agree. Sobin, that was an inspired choice of tape topics. Thank you very much. The questions themselves were very alluring. Um, I would have answered, but uh, I wanted to get some good notes on, on our speakers. So we had six speakers. Our first was Chuka. He spoke about the role of festivals in his life. Now he really entertained us. I love his rich, diverse use of language. He used the words plethora, cornucopia. How many times do we get to hear the word cornucopia? Um, he spoke clearly. I like that he had a good progression in his story, culminating to his favorite time of year, Christmas. Another thing that I'm trying to illustrate that he did very effectively, especially in the second half of his talk, was using hand gestures 
not just in response to his talk, but to illustrate what he was saying about when he was in the, um, what was actually physically happening at the Christmas time. One thing I might suggest for Chuka is using a rhetorical question at the end of table topics to reflect back of the audience. Our next table topic was Diana. She spoke about her favorite festival and her favorite part of the festival. I love her demeanor when she's on camera. She is very smiley, warm and inviting. She has a lot of energy that you can see behind her smile. I really like that. She spoke very clearly. Some things that I think could be improved is at least in this to start with, her camera was a little shaky. I realize that's not you talking, but it's something to bear in mind. And with that was very difficult to maintain eye contact with the camera. And therefore in the Zoom era, eye contact with your audience, something to think about. One thing to think about improving is starting to use more vocal variety. She speaks very clearly, but changing the intonation and the pitch and the rhythm of your speech can be a very effective way to emphasize what you're saying, because she was clearly passionate about what she was saying. So think about that to take it to the next level, Diana. Third, Eugene, where would you perform? I like Eugene. Eugene, he, he has good vocal variety. Speaking of vocal variety, he has incredible variation in pitch and tone, something that I would love to emulate. He's great at voices. I hope you all picked up on that. He used his voice of Santa Claus. He used the voice of the children when they said, oh, I met Santa. That's such a good technique when you're speaking to illustrate what's happening and really emphasizes things. One thing for Eugene, he's a great speaker, but I, I did notice he did say kind of as a filler word just at the start, but very entertaining. Well done. Number four, Vishal. Um, cultural festivals that have changed you. Another use of the word plethora, which I really liked. I like the fact that Vishal told a story about him. And actually with that table topic, even though it was just two minutes, we actually learned a great deal about Vishal as a person. Really helped me engage with him. Talked about Diwali and also his now induction into Christmas in the UK. And we now know you love sweets. Um, one thing, again, something with Zoom that you sometimes have to emphasize is use of more hand gestures, potentially. Sometimes, even though your vocal variety was very good, I think you can take it to the next level by using selected hand gestures to emphasize what you're saying. I think it will give much more impact to what is being said without changing very much at all. Anup, festivals in the COVID era. I think you spoke really well. You had a very clear, well-paced uh, way of speaking. I think that's really good uh, way of engaging with someone. Um, you use your hand gestures really well. I'm really impressed. They were natural, appropriate. One thing I've noticed that I'm still working on is sometimes you get more emphasis by using just one hand instead of two, especially if they mirror each other. So for instance, that versus just that, oh, I'm off camera, that, can come across particularly measured to make a point, which is in the keeping with the style that you actually speak. One thing I think you might want to consider is that when you're nervous, you tend to use filler words. You may already know that, but sometimes stopping talking and having that pause will give you more effect than filling. Because what happens again, 
I'm for foul of this too, is that you end up repeating what you've just said and it loses some of the effect of whatever you had said, but very good. Finally, but by no means least, Harry, well done for picking up the mantle and giving the last table topics. I like that you used a lot of techniques. You repeated the question to give yourself some time to think. And compared to when I see you in table topics, you're like a different person. I almost wanted to give you a, a standing ovation. You spoke very clearly. You're really calm, didn't come across as nervous. I love the fact that you had emphasis in your voice when you were talking and there's a clear beginning, middle and end. So well done, Harry. I mean, that was really good. Um, some things I guess to think about doing is some pauses potentially might give through the speech to give you a bit of time to think if you're running out of things to say. And then think about at the end when you've run out of things to say, perhaps a rhetorical question, throwing it back to the audience. But a great set of table topics. Well done. Really involved questions. So thank you that, Sobin. Back to our table topic master, Eugene. We all know that in a Toastmasters club, new members bring diversity and experiences to the club. So we need to add members to the club on a constant basis to help the club grow. Now, how many of you have a fair idea of what are the ways how a club can bring in new members? If you have a fair idea, raise your hand. Well, let me tell you, some of the ways are conducting a speech craft, an open house, joint meetings, etc. Good evening, fellow Toastmasters and guests. Last month on October 30th, my club, NMIMS Mumbai Toastmasters Club, commonly known as NMTC, conducted its second membership drive for the year 2021 on a virtual platform Zoom in the form of an open house. Now, an open house is a Toastmasters meeting conducted with the intent of bringing in new members to the club. And it's kind of a membership drive in the form of a regular meeting. Now, let me tell you about my journey of this open house event. This particular event was a successful one and it would not have been possible without my team. To make it a success, I divided the entire event into three phases. One, the first phase, that's before the event. Two, the second phase during the event. And lastly, the third phase, that was after the event. Now let's take a look at the very first phase. That's before the event. I had a lot to do in this particular task. Starting from selecting teams to delegating tasks and to finding in the best speakers. From publicizing the event along with the VP membership and the PPPR to extending invites to the entire club and the division director, I was burning the candle at the both ends as I had my regular MBA classes also. I identified team members from the executive council and the club who would be able to help me out in this open house event. I scheduled regular meetings with my team in the evening to brainstorm on the new ideas for the event and to understand if there are any impediments so that we can discuss so that they can be solved out. 
In the second phase, that's during the event, I was delighted to see the response. I was overjoyed by the presence of the Division B Director Toastmaster Monish Dukhande in the open house, wherein he shared his learnings from Toastmasters and his leadership journey. We had a plethora of guests coming in to witness the open house that day. I was a Toastmaster of the day, wherein I discussed about the art of public speaking and why Toastmasters is important. Apart from the club members, we had 19 guests, mind it, 19 guests joined the open house that day. On this particular occasion, a brief session on what Toastmasters is and what NMTC, the club of NMIMS Mumbai Toastmasters Club offers, apart from other college clubs and committees was also included in this open house. Well, the meeting was concluded with a Q&A round wherein some of the guests clarified their doubts. In the third phase, that's after the event, I prepared a detailed email of the event and sent it to the club growth director of my district to highlight the efforts that the club has put in to bring new members as a part of the membership drive. I took feedback from the division director over call regarding the open house and he was also happy with the guest turnout and the way the entire event was conducted. My club's vice president education and the membership were following up with the guests that had joined our open house. And before the open house, we were planning to bring in five new members as a target to join the club within one month's time. Talking about today's date, that's been roughly around 10 or 11 odd days. After the conclusion of the open house, we have successfully converted two new guests to the club members diary and we are in talks with nine other guests so that they can join our club. This particular open house was a challenge for me as I was conducting it for the very first time. This looked like a big task at first but was a great experience in the end. This particular event has taught me many things and has given me an environment to implement in my learnings and my skills that I've honed from my MBA program. I got to work with a dedicated team, got an opportunity to fine tune job responsibilities, delegate tasks, resolve conflicts, execute plans, deliver results with effectiveness. This journey of conducting an open house for the very first time has been enriching and full of amazing times. I'm sure that this particular experience will help me as well as my club members in reaching new heights. So friends, if you're looking for someone to take help from regarding an open house, you now know whom to contact. Back to your Toastmaster of the day. Vichal gave us a presentation of how he experienced the running of an open house. And he did it with such enthusiasm and so much passion that I want to strongly commend his accolades and his achievement in that, in doing that. And I would like to begin my evaluation with his structure specifically. I liked how he began, not from the very start, but he did, uh, uh, 
he did begin by saying that there will be three things that he will be talking about, and then he raised his fingers one, two, three to show that. Um, and so that was not only a use of body language, but then also the use of power of three or a list of three, which is a, a very powerful means of getting the audience attention. So good uh, way to kill two birds with one stone. I would have perhaps considered for some of the points that he made, especially including the numbers, having a PowerPoint to like a, a very nice looking, appeal, alluring PowerPoint slide to really show case how triumphant this achievement is to you, how triumphant you feel about the achievement. But I did like how you really had the structure of beginning each part by saying in the first phase, this, 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 in the second phase, this, 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 in the third phase, etc. I like how, and then the next part is your, is your uh, speech, your a vocabulary. I liked the use of the idiom, burning the candle at both ends. However, I do think, although maybe you did, but I do think you could have used the word of the day, I learned to, to show how, how the, your club, you would try to make it alluring to the, to, the, to the new guest. And the next part is style. And this is really the part where I mentioned how you look so incandescent and enthusiastic. And I really liked, enjoyed how he was smiling throughout his speech. Yeah, I'm saying like 19, 19 guests. This is really a demonstration of how evocative this feeling is to him. Uh, and how relatable it is to him. I, I cannot see the time. Okay, fine. The only query that I have, the only thing that I have about the speech is that he, you spoke for, you spoke uh, to downwards. Uh, it, it didn't seem like you were looking at the camera and it, it seemed like you were looking downwards. So perhaps having the camera at eye level might make it less like you are looking looking down at us in the metaphorical sense of uh, in a condescending way or like from a higher authority then but but you did in contrast make it more relatable by saying by admitting that it was the first time Actually, hearing your speech, it sounded like maybe you had already done an open house many times and you have a long line of success, but actually this is your first time. So it makes it even more relatable and more interesting, inspiring, because you obviously had a very good amount of success on just your first try alone. To summarize, I enjoyed this lucid summary of, uh, of the child's experience of performing the role of, of conducting an open house. And in the future, he could consider using other techniques such as PowerPoints to 
either dramatize or exaggerate or make his content more compelling to the audience.